This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me is the head of information services for the Broome County Public Library, Sherry Kowalski. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Boy, it's been kind of a, a strange run lately for the public library system as well. As we look back, since uh, all the COVID stuff happened in the spring, the library was one of the agencies obviously shut down along with everybody else. Um, When did you guys get kind of sort of back up and running, and where are you standing right now as far as being available to the public for any kind of services? Um, Yes, so we shut down uh, to the public mid-March, and we were shut down for that whole time, although we were offering uh, online services, um, e-books, audiobooks. We were doing some story times, um, but we didn't actually uh, start doing kind of normal library functions until towards the end of June. We started with curbside pickup. People were um, able to request books from our library, um, and we would take them out to them. Um, We opened up to the public in July uh, by appointment. Uh, we were only open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6. Um, slowly, we've been increasing um, our services and how we function. So this week, we have returned to um, no appointments needed. And we will begin to open on Saturdays, only from 10 to 1, though. We do have to um, implement some cleaning protocols because of COVID, so we are closing throughout the day for half an hour to clean. Our hours are posted on on the library's webpage, um, but we are are open. Uh, We just have to do things a little bit differently now. Yeah, as we all do, right? Uh, well, the thing is, good or bad, the timing of this whole thing and the fact that the schools um, had to go shut down and go to online remote learning and, and that sort of thing, that it got kind of a learning curve for everybody. But the library is such an invaluable resource for information and for learning and and all that sort of things, but it kind of helped that it was toward the end of the school year and not like at the beginning of the school year where a lot of the resources and research and all that kind of stuff that the library provides was really, really needed. But you guys Mm -hmm. never did become, you're not a luxury through this whole thing by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, This is this pandemic has brought to the forefront how important libraries are, really. Um, people rely on our Internet services and our, our computers. And, you know, for a time we couldn't offer that. So yeah. it's been great to be able to offer that even on a limited basis. Well, that has been one of the challenges for the remote learning for the public schools is some of these communities have really limited uh, access to internet and the high speed and things like that. Mm-hmm. And 
while they can't, not everybody can go down to the main library in downtown Binghamton, there still was an option available to households, even in town, that didn't have access to the technology to be able to confirm, uh, continue that learning, learning process outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. What, um, another thing I want to bring up is the fact that p- people had a lot of time on their hands during the early onset of the pandemic. You guys were offering some online stuff, and I know that was a big thing that, you know, in-hand printed books have kind of taken a, a, a little bit of a, a, a turn and a, a, away from the popularity and a lot of online stuff. You guys must right. have been real popular as far as being able to provide some of those uh, virtual books and books online and things like that for people that really you know, wanted something to do during, you know, lockdown. Yeah, our use of our um, electronic resources did go up greatly. And we were offering um, the option of temporary cards. And we are still offering that option if you still don't want to come out, if you don't feel comfortable coming to the library. We um, will offer uh, the temporary cards. You just have to email us and we will email you back with the number and the PIN number and then that will just be, um, you can use it for our online resources. If you want to come in, you'll actually have to show ID and we'll um, register you fully, but that will work for online resources at this time. You mentioned the steps that the library has to take now when they, since you are allowing people back in. This has got to be a real stretch for the library. Obviously, the libraries and other agencies like that aren't exactly the ones that are rolling on velvet pillows and all sorts of, you know, <laughs> you know, crystal candy dishes and all sorts of extras. You guys are normally bare bones to begin with. How big of a stretch is this for you guys to be doing that when I know just from here at work, how much extra time and effort it takes to go through and wipe everything down and sanitize. And you guys being an, a place that's being accessed by the public, you're even more under restrictions and protocol and rules on what you guys have to do. Uh, how big of a burden is that for you guys to have to go through these extra steps? Not saying the library was dirty to begin with, but, you know, these extra steps to come to the protocols that are needed to in the pa- the pandemic world. Right. Yeah, it's been difficult. Um, that's why we had to cut our hours a bit. Um, we used to be open till 8 during the week, and we were open um, 9 to 5 on Saturdays. So, um, yeah, we, we it's it's been difficult because... We were short-staffed before the pandemic, so right. trying to do our normal functions then was a stretch, but now everyone is cleaning, um, not just the custodians. We all have to yeah. clean. Yeah. yeah. One of the fun things about the library that I, I always like seeing your news releases that come out, some of the, the interesting <laughs> things that, that are offered aside from what you would expect with you know children's readings and things like that there's a great number of workshops and such how has that been and i know that a number of these things are coming back what do you have coming up that people can do that you know may not just involve sitting down in a corner with a good book yeah we do we're offering online programs we're not having any in-person programs at this time but we've been offering online weekly meditation Um, our knitting group is meeting 
uh, through Zoom. Yoga has been meeting through Zoom. Um, we also have a virtual sound bath immersion that started up, I believe, in August of two times a month. If people don't know what that is, that's kind of like a sound therapy thing with chimes. And if you don't know what a Himalayan singing bowl is, look it up. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. uh, This is a program we were offering in person, um, and it was very popular. Really? Yeah. um, So we were happy to offer it virtually. I mean, it's not quite the same as in person, but... It's still definitely a program worth checking out. It's funny, the first time I ever heard of this kind of thing, believe it or not, was with Ozzy Osbourne and his son doing a cross-country trip, and they went to some location in Arizona, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> they did something like this, and I'm going, okay, and then I see it pop up on our library. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is a thing then, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What is the great give back that is going to be going on? Yeah, this is a program. It's It started um, with, I, I, this, I forget which library system, but it's being offered statewide. And the four-county library system is organizing it for the system libraries. Um, they are helping to promote this. And each library chooses something, um, some sort of, community service project to to implement at their library. So we chose to collect some items. We're collecting non-perishable food for chow. They always need it. And boy, they were put under stress with this pandemic too. Yeah. Um, we're also collecting uh, notes, pictures, cards for Willowport Nursing Home because I know they have been struggling as well with yeah. through COVID not having being able to have many visitors, and so we want to make sure they know that they're not forgotten. And also, we I run a knitting group, and for years I've been collecting um, hand-knit and hand-crocheted items for charities, so we're continuing that as well. And we will be giving the items to the Union and the Cut School District. Now, when is this going to be all going on? Is this stuff that people can drop off now? How long is it going for? Um, As we're getting into the fall season, it seems like there's always more need for more personal support, things like these community service organizations offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can start dropping things off now. Um, The chow I'll be collecting through mid-October, as well as the... uh, notes and cards for the nursing home. The hand-knit items, I pretty much collect all year, so uh, uh, there's always a need for that, and I usually um, choose various charities in, you know, in the uh, area to get the items to. If people are interested in uh, maybe using the computers or checking out a book or any of the services of the library, um, another thing that I know people, we get questions about a lot of times is there's still access to the county historian and that division of the library at the, the downtown Binghamton Library. How, how do they find out what is open and what are the protocols and that kind of stuff? Yes, everything is available now. You don't have to make appointments. So as long as you come during the hours we're not cleaning, um, you'll be fine. We did have to reduce the number of computers we have available um, just so people could stay 
um, you know, six feet apart, but we do still have quite a few computers available. They can use them for an hour, which we did have to reduce that from um, what it was pre-COVID. Um, local history is probably a good idea just to give us a call to make sure someone's there. Is uh, most of there's only one full-time staff person that works there. Right. We rely heavily on volunteers, so. Um, just a good idea to make sure there's someone there that can help. Is there a limit on the number of people that you, do you have somebody standing at the door with a counter to, <laughs> and obviously people have to wear masks when they come in. Yes. I mean, that should go without saying, but we'll say it anyway. But is yeah. there a limit on the number of people that are allowed in the library building? There is, but because of the size of our building, um, it hasn't been an issue. Um, we do have guards the whole time we're open, so if if we do seem to be um, having too many people in the library, they can help with that. But up until this point, it hasn't been a problem. Now, I know you're based at the Central Library, right, on Court Street in Binghamton, but do you know about the other branches of the library around the region? Are they are those libraries, like your home library and those in Johnson City and Endicott, are those also open for uh, for in-person or without appointment or any of do you know any of that? Um. They're open. Um, I'm not. I can't give you all the specifics because they are um, separate entities from from us. They're not really branches of our library. Okay. Um, I believe Johnson City and Endicott aren't taking appointments. I'm not sure about Vestal, but I know they all are all open in some capacity. Well, that's good news, and especially once again as as we get into this whole deal with the schools back in session in some form. <laughs> and this is another one of these things that is changing on a day-to-day -day basis, that it's good that the resource is there, and also the entertainment value for the distraction for people that could use to broaden their horizons and expand their minds while they, you know, are sitting around in quarantine or working, quote-unquote, from home. Right. <laughs> how, how do they find out more about the library? What's your website so people can find out the programs that are going on? Uh, our website is bclibrary.info, but we are also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow us on those um, social media sites, and we do keep keep everyone up to date on our our programs and any changes in service. Or um, So, yeah, that's the, probably the best way to be informed of what we have going on. Okay, great. Thank you for being my guest today, Sherry, and we'll... We'll keep reading in some, some fashion during this whole thing. <laughs> this has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. And look around. Really look.